0: Kingdom greetings and God bless you. This is Dr. BT3. Welcome to the Empowered Life Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, won't you uh, subscribe, maybe even become a monthly supporter? I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, But I want to talk today to you on the subject on behalf of leaders respectfully. And I want to share with you five things that leaders want you to know but won't tell you. I'm going to talk to you today about five things that leaders think, but don't express. I want to talk to you today about five things that leaders really want to be able to say to you, but don't know how to say it. So this is why I said on behalf of leaders, respectfully. So this is going to be lighthearted, but, not, this is going to be, I'm going to joke, but I'm going to be for real. So I I need y'all to make sure that you enjoy this broadcast, Uh, love it, like it, share it. But I'm going to give you some real talk today uh, about the heart of leaders and what we think, what we feel, and oftentimes don't know how to express. Uh, And so let's get into this. The first disclaimer is this. This is not throwing shade on anybody. The purpose of me doing this is so that there can be a better connection and relationship between leader and what we call laity. And my context is the church, of course, uh, but this is really to help us have a better relationship with our leaders uh, and the laity. All right, let's go. All right. Number one, here's, here's the first thing that I want to say on behalf of leaders, respectfully. Don't push what another leader is doing that reminds you of your leader, and yet you're not even visible or faithful in serving under your leader. Don't do that. Don't push, help, endorse what another leader, another church, another ministry, another organization is doing. And you're not pushing, serving and helping and endorsing at the local assembly that you're in. There is there are a few things really kind of dishonorable and discouraging than having people. That you lead and sacrifice for, that you help on a daily basis become more like Christ, and they never help the vision that you're trying to push, but they're pushing everyone else's vision, or they or or don't come to your leader and boast and brag about what another ministry is doing, and you're not helping the ministry that you're at do what it's supposed to do don't do that don't do that <laughs> your leader wanted me to tell you don't do that and here's why and here's why It's not that you can't push other ministries. It's not that you can't help other ministries. It's not that your church or your ministry or your organization is the only one doing great and phenomenal things. It's the fact that you're not helping where you are. And it's somewhat of a slap in the face to your leader when you are celebrating everyone else but your own. Don't do that. Number two. Don't be the person. That has all the suggestions. But doesn't lift a finger. To make anything happen. On behalf of your leader. Let me tell you. Your words. Your suggestions. Your recommendations. Will end up meaning less and less. When all you do. Is bring up suggestions, recommendations, ideas, concepts, projects, we ought to do's, how come we do and you don't become a part of the solution. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) On behalf of your leader, respectfully, don't do that. Don't be the person that sees all the problems, has all the ideas, and doesn't lift a finger to help. Don't be the person that sees what needs to happen and doesn't make anything happen. On behalf of your leader, Don't do that. (laughs) Number three. Your leader is just as human as you are. They just have a different assignment on their life. Now, let me take my time on this one, because. If you were like me, we were raised in church and our pastors, our leaders were almost deified. And it was almost as if they could do no wrong. It was almost as if they had a relationship with God that no one else had or could have or, um, or anything like that. And so it's easy to lift your leader up in a place where you forget that they, too, actually have feelings. They, too actually have insecurities they too actually have bodies that get tired and they they get frustrated and they have emotions and what's really funny is when you read the scriptures we read the scriptures through rose colored glasses right you know we just read verse after verse but these people were actually alive And their life was was chronicled for our future benefit. But when they were living through their lives, there was no Bible for them to refer to. So think about Abraham. Who in Genesis chapter 17 has an encounter with God. God tells him he's going to be the father of many nations. Uh, God changes his name. And then there's like. 13, 17 years before the promise happens. Think about the daily grind. Think about the the struggles that he had to deal with. Here's Noah who preached the same message for 100 plus years, repent, repent, repent. The Bible says he got drunk and two of his sons uh, had to cover his nakedness and one of his sons he ended up cursing. Here's David who was a man after God's own heart His son, Absalom, is literally trying to kill him. He has another son who's raping his daughter. I mean, this guy had a guy killed (laughs) so he can sleep with his wife. I mean, here's the point, y'all. Your leader is just as human as you are. Your leader has just as many temptations, emotions, feelings, all of that than you do. The difference is they have been anointed to perfect and edify and build you. And listen, I, I, I want to make I want to make this very clear. I believe that leaders need to live above reproach. I believe that leaders need to live a holy lifestyle. I believe that leaders need to to live a life um, where they, where their life is literally an example. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I think sometimes. I want I, let me say it like this on behalf of your leader <laughs> Your leader wanted me to tell you he or she is just as human as you are Why is that significant So if your leader in particular is faithfully serving you week in week out answers your phone calls and or returns them your emails prays for you ministers to you, has a fresh word every week, counsels you, strengthens you, shows up for you. It becomes a little bit disingenuous when you don't return that level of commitment to them. And when you say things like, oh, I was tired. Your leader gets tired. Oh, I didn't feel like coming. Sometimes, your leader doesn't feel like coming. Oh, I got to walk by faith with my finances. Why doesn't my leader have to walk? Your leader is walking by faith, probably even much more than you are or are ready to. Ha- I don't know if we're ready to have that discussion. But your leader is also walking by faith with their finances, too. Your leader is also walking by faith in their marriage, too. So when they're telling you to have faith and give and sow, that's not just them trying to be whatever. Your leader is just as human as you are. Your leader has just as many feelings. In fact, they're probably amplified as you are, as you do. I'll say this, and I'll go to number four. I, 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 I asked myself, when I observed some pastors, when I was a younger man, when I would observe older pastors, and I'm like, man, it's kind of gruff, kind of mean, kind of cold, kind of detached. And I would secretly judge them, and, you know, it's like, hey, I would never... Wow, I don't understand how they go. Wow, ooh, wow. When you first start a church, when you first start a business, when you first start an organization, when you first start a ministry, you go into it so innocently. And you just want to love on people. You just want to serve God. You just want to do the best you can. You want to give it your all and pour yourself out. But after a while, remember, I'm talking on behalf of leaders. After sheep bites, after finding out that people who you helped kept their secrets have been talking about you at kitchen tables. That can cause a level of distance and that can cause a level of hurt and disappointment that most leaders will not admit to you. And so they're going to over time, in some cases, become very disconnected from their assignment. So on behalf of leaders, I want you to know that your leader is just as human as you are, just has a different assignment on their life. Number four. This one is not as deep as the third one, but it's just one of those things on behalf of your leader. Don't randomly inform your pastor or your leader of your absence a few hours before they have to minister or you have to minister. OK, let me create a scenario. Your pastor Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to say it like this, probably Saturday from s- 7 Actually, six o'clock p.m. Till the time they have to minister on Sunday morning is a sacred time for them. For most pastors. They're praying, studying, putting the final touches on their message, maybe spending time with their family uh, because their family maybe didn't, you know, interact with them much during the week. Whatever the case may be. Right. So they're getting ready for Sunday. They're getting ready to minister. They're getting ready to pour out. And you randomly send a message. I'm not going to come to church today because I hit my toe on the bed post when I got up this morning. Or pastor on Friday, I bumped my head and I'm not coming to church this morning. On behalf of your leader, don't do that unless it's an absolute emergency unless it's absolutely critical that they that they know that you're not coming don't randomly tell them you're not coming you know why can I tell you why every time you show up every time your leader shows up and you show up just your presence blesses your leader just your presence is a morale booster Just your presence, just you showing up to fix chairs, teach Sunday school, run the soundboard, turn the cameras on, help with just your presence is a blessing. And so when you tell your leader that you're not coming literally an hour or two before they have to minister, it can become a distraction. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Number five, on behalf of your leader. Respectfully. Respect their boundaries that they set. If your leader is wise, he or she will have boundaries that they set. In their life to maintain their mental health, their physical health, their relationship health, and you should respect their boundaries that they set. So, for an example, on Mondays, a lot of leaders just try to have a normal human life. On Mondays, most leaders treat themselves to lunch, sleep in, do something relaxing just to, you know, kind of enjoy themselves. But inevitably, there's that one person who says, I know it's Monday, Pastor, but I know you're trying to rest today, but i i i i know you said don't call after a certain time of night but i i just had this burning question on, on my spirit pastor pastor i i i i know you said not to not not to knock on your door on sunday mornings and and, and, and just talk to you about my week and just dump on you, but I just got to get this off my chest right now. Pastor, I, it just, is <laughs> On behalf of leaders everywhere, respect the boundaries that they set. You may not understand them, you may not like them, You may not see why they set a particular boundary, but if you want to stay honorable and if you want to value and cherish the gift that God has given to you in the form of your pastor or your leader, respect their boundaries. Because here's the truth of the matter. A lot of leaders burn out because they pour and pour and give and give, and there's little to no reciprocation. If I can talk to you about the relationship between a sheep and a shepherd, the sheep don't only provide company for the shepherd, but they also provide wool. They also provide meat when a sheep dies. It's not just the shepherd taking care of the sheep. The sheep take care of the shepherd. (laughs) The shepherd has to Make sure that wolves cannot devour the sheep. The shepherd has to make sure that he or she is leading the flock in uh, places where they can eat. And so it is a reciprocal relationship. Any relationship that is going to be healthy must be reciprocal. It cannot be give, 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 give and take, 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 take. It needs to be give and take. And so, if your leader sets boundaries in their life, make sure that you honor and respect those boundaries. Just as there may be things that you would not um, appreciate your leader barging into your house, or whatever the case may be, they too have boundaries. And I want and I, let me and hear me when I say this: your leader does not work for you. Yes, he or she does. I mean, I give my tithe and my offering and now they better. Your leader works for God. Doesn't work for you. (gasps) They serve you, but they work for God. And if your leader is doing everything that he or she is called to do and you decide to dishonor them, disrespect them, withhold your tithe, withhold your money, withhold your giving, can I tell you that God will raise up other people to make sure that your leader stays blessed? Don't be witchcrafty. Respect their boundaries. So, on behalf of leaders, respectfully, respectfully, I hope this blessed you. I gave you five things that leaders want you to know, but don't know how to say or won't say. I hope this gave you something to think about. I hope this gave you something to pray about. I hope this gave you a little insight. Let me say this before I close. Do not send me any hate mail. I know there's always two sides to every story, and maybe we'll talk about that later. But on behalf of leaders, respectfully, I pray that this blessed you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.